From the Dallas On Air studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, Adrian Harry, and Daniel Martinez. Hey now, welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book co- podcast out of Dallas. We're part of the Dallas On Air Live family. You can catch these guys as co-hosts on Just a Sec. Uh, we're friends that love to talk about our lifelong love of comic books. And uh, introducing our featured player this week, Daniel. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> What's up, man? Not much. Uh, good week in comics, I think. Good week in uh, a lot of stuff. Just if you like comics, you got a lot of stuff this week. All right. Kyle, Adrian, what are y'all been up to? Um, reading a few things here and there. Uh, brought a couple of them with me. Um First, let me go with the big one. Yeah. Anybody who's been out there knows that DC Comics has put out these huge conglomerations of 75 or 50 years, depending on how long the character's been around. And I picked up Church Robin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a good point. Uh, Robin, the Boy Wonder, 75 years celebration. And this thing has got comic books, everything from the his first appearance in 1940 up until uh, right before Rebirth. There is no Rebirth stuff in this in these books. So, oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, not that they, that... They don't want to make it too confusing I know. to the end of the book. Yeah, no. We're going to start with one Robin. By the end, there's 18. But no, but it, it breaks down all these different Robins. It breaks down Dick, uh, Jason, Tim, Damien, uh, Stephanie. They even have like small stories. Oh, and and even, even... Huh? Yeah. Stephanie Brown. And then also even go, shows the uh, Robin 1 million from the uh, DC 1 million. So they have like even single comic books in there. They even show... Or they have an issue of the Justice League with uh, Earth 2, Justice Society Robin. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's got a little, it's got a little bit of history for everybody. So. I, I picked up the Green Arrow one uh, digitally. So, I mean, but it looks really great for like... I'm, I've been putting stuff together at home, so I want to get like more hardbacks and, mm-hmm. and just have like a nice library, and that looks really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other book I picked up was a Vertigo title. Uh, it's called It's a Bird. So this one is really interesting. It sort of deals with Superman, but it's not a, a superhero story. Yeah. It's uh, from artist Stephen T. Siegel and writer Teddy Christensen. Yeah. Stephen Siegel, it's basically about him. Uh, he's a comic book writer. Or, I take it back. Stephen Siegel is the writer. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. And uh, it's him dealing with all these comic books until his uh, uh, producer comes. Hey, I need you to write. I got a story for you. Okay. It's a Superman story. He goes, I don't want to do it. He says, there's two things in life I never want to have to do. One, I never want to you know, have to deal with that person. Like, I want, I want, I want to shake your hand, but your, your stories are so awesome. And two, I never want to write Superman. And the reason is because as a kid, he had to deal with uh, the death of a family member, and his parents never wanted to talk about it. And so he's growing up, finding out more about it, and he's scared he might have the disease. And so he, he goes through almost like a total meltdown of almost losing his girlfriend, not being able to find his father, trying to figure out why his father's disappeared, having to punch a, uh, a co-worker from the comic book industry because he's trying to defend Superman. He goes, he's not this. He's, he's racist. And he, he comes with all these different things of what Superman is. You know, he goes strength, bravery, you know, um, uh, alone, you know, and just and trying to figure out and has all these thoughts, but can't make any correlation. He can't, he can't write Superman because he has no connection to the, the character. Well, uh, yeah, because I've read that it's supposed to be about, like, um, it, any writer who's had to take on a character that they cannot fathom, you know, adding more to, especially, some, like, you have a book on Robin that has 75 years of stories. Imagine someone pitching Robin and going, okay, give us a Robin story, new and original. It's got to be tough, I, and and for Superman, even more intimidating. Sorry, the uh, disease that they deal with in the book is Huntington's disease. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so that's and he, he realized that like one of his family, like his grandmother had it, and then another family member ends up getting it. And he's just, he he again, it's like one of these people that goes online, reads all the diagnoses, and starts to worry that he has it. And, and you know, and and I, I think one of the greatest things is you he 
he ends up reconnecting with a friend. He went to uh, he went to a uh, uh, NYU film school, and he ends up becoming a writer. With him and his friend, he goes, "Yeah, we, we ended up becoming uh, friends together because we realized we didn't want to jump into the actual uh, California film department." So he ends up becoming a comic book writer, and his friend becomes a play writer. <laughs> so it was just it was just kind of it, it was just they, they made this correlation because they realized they didn't want to go this direction, but they wanted to go this way, and so that made a stronger friendship. And they also worked on House of Secrets together. So if you've yes. read, ever read DC's House of Secrets, uh, it's it's that same um, that same style as far as art. Yeah, and it, it's, it's I mean, I'll just see if I can't show that. This is the kind of art that's in there. A little bit. I mean, if anybody's ever read the original Libet series for uh, the Books of Magic. Each issue was was a different uh, artist, and I it, the art kind of reminded me of a little bit. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was the camera dead. Yeah. Ah. I can't see it because of the glare. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but anyway, the art. This comic is all white pages. <laughs> <laughs> you get to draw your own art. <laughs> it's John Byrne doing Alpha Flight again. Well, DC, DC just sold us a few comic books that were three dollars each that were blank. Oh, were just I hated that. I, I didn't get one. I bet, wait, it was about two or three years ago. They, all the issues they had that special issue. Where it's like hey, you get to draw your own cover. It's like no, give me the cover you made. That's what I want. I don't want to. I don't want to draw on a comic book. I did like the adult coloring book covers. You're talking to the wrong yeah. person over here. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, the, the, well, no, no. If you it, no, I get it. They have coloring books. I have friends that still like to do coloring books, but I don't want it. I want a comic book to be in there, not you know. No, you got um, Brent Peoples to do a cover for Justice League for oh, yeah. Donna Troy. Yeah, it was really nice. Nice. Yeah, that's why I get the blank covers mainly for conventions because if you get them at a <laughs> okay, okay. If you get them at a convention, it's going to be like I two or three dollars more than what you get it at the comic book shop. Well, how much did he charge you for the doing the art? Uh, it was, I believe, it was a hundred dollars because it was a. Oh, it was, I, I get it, I get it. I know, but I'm just like, man, brave people. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a beautiful dawn. And a lot yeah. of my local friends who do comic art, they like the com- they like the blanks because they like to do it themselves. Yep. Right. Yeah, if, 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 you can if buy you, a bunch and have them ready for people. to If spot. you're an artist, yes. that's fine. But as just a, a consumer, just a reader, I want. I just want to get the issue with the cover art already done. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. But no, it, it not like that. I, I, as you said, you took it so you get the actual artist to make the cover. That I can understand. And it's usually the number ones only that have the blank cover. Yeah. So like Shazam came out this week. I got a blank cover because oh. maybe at the next con I can find an artist to do a Shazam for me can, before the movie. Can Daniel, pull that mic a little closer to you. That, uh, please. Did you guys have to read Shazam number one? No, I didn't. I haven't read it yet either. Is it, oh, really? It's good. I'm happy. So are you excited for the film? Does this bring more excitement to the yes, film? Yes, but it still makes me worried because they dropped the Captain... We both got the Captain Marvel trailer and the Shazam trailer at Comic-Con. And, and, and Captain Marvel's only coming out... No, no, summer, uh, uh, like just a few weeks before Shazam. And we've had, what, two major Captain Marvel trailers and only one Shazam trailer? DC's got to be like... Well, I mean... Uh, and they're pimping the hell out of Aquaman. Aquaman is going to be a big one. I think after Aquaman is done, like after it comes out, it, and I mean, I would think there maybe there's something in Aquaman that connects to Shazam. So then they'll maybe. go full force at the Shazam because I the hope next. so. No, but, Shazam's going to get your kids into the theater. Aquaman's going to get your kids and your wife into the theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> but I, I really hope they don't screw this up because it, that's always been a beloved character of mine. Yeah. I think they're going to screw it, it up. Is it is the comic differently tonally than the Jeff Jones uh, miniseries? Well, I guess. Oh God, yeah. Because I mean, it, it, it's still technically the New Fifty Two Shazam. Okay. So th- there's a scene in there where he has all his uh, foster siblings. They all change into the Marvel family. Oh. So, you, okay. so it's not just it's not just Billy and right. Mary. They have like three other Marvels there. Oh, cool. Okay. Because yeah. I'm not I'm not well versed in the Marvel family. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have. Okay, I'm going to go with. He's the original Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Right. If you Marvel, uh, 
<laughs> Hot takes here on Sunday. Yes. So the original Captain Marvel, and that's Billy Batson, who basically becomes an adult, looks like his dad as he becomes older. If you ever read Kingdom Come, you realize that when Billy grows older, he looks like Shazam. But you just you know he doesn't. It's not as Superman's Shazam. Yeah. And then he basically ends up finding his, and he's a foster child. Gets you know he's raised by his uncle Dudley. Eventually finds his sister Mary Marvel and is able to share the power. She becomes Mary Marvel. Ends up meeting his best friend Freddie Freeman. He becomes Captain Marvel Junior. And he's got through his own name assortment too. You know CM three and all these other things. He eventually becomes Shazam before the new Fifty Two starts and all this. And then apparently when they did the rebirth, no rebirth. I'm sorry. Uh, what was Flash? Flashpoint. And the new Earth, uh, all of the siblings become—I forget what his name was in the Flashpoint—but like Captain Shaz- Captain Thunder or something. They all yeah. say Shazam, and they like all seven of these become one Captain Marvel. And then when they did the Rebirth, he gave, Constructicon? Yeah, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was the first uh, DC combiner. Uh, <laughs> they all assemble into a giant lion. <laughs> um, but you have re- then you do, when you do the New Fifty Two and the Rebirth, you have Billy Batson. Who originally was worthy of the Shazam power, but he eventually gains the power, and eventually he's able to share it with all his, uh, his foster siblings. It was like seven or eight of them, and so you have like this huge, like Shazam family. Yeah. So and it, 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 it's weird because you can go back into the 1940s, and there were multiple other Shazams. There was the Shazam Bunny. There was the uh, the. Uh, the hillbilly shazams or like three of them three brothers that were the shazam cousins and stuff but there have been assortments of other shazam family members in the in the faucet history so man this is and if you ever wonder why we call him kylepedia (laughs) he just did that (laughs) he just did that with no reference whatsoever (laughs) no no i love the character but but again you have to do them right because there are times i just couldn't do the you know uh if you're gonna if you want to read a really good it's the uh Jerry Ordway, uh, or no, Je- oh, uh, the, yeah. the 1990s uh, Shazam series. That was perfect. I know. The art style just fit. I mean, it, it was one of those perfect books. And it was a lot like Starman. Like, you know, when you, I'm, only, I'm only referencing Starman because it keeps a 1940s kind of feel to the art in the, in the city. Fawcett kept that 1940s kind of. <laughs> hey, did you get it from? Oh, I don't. I'm good. <laughs> don't you realize all of DC comes back to Starman? Uh, I, I, after knowing you for these years, yes, I do know that. <laughs> Kyle, I want you to realize that we're now on the twelfth floor, and you've got a longer way to fall. <laughs> but I did the calculations, even with the weight he's gained this year, and uh, he still will not hit terminal velocity by the time he hits the ground. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> if it makes you feel better in a vacuum, you would fall at the, you would fall at the same speed if you were in a vacuum. <laughs> That's no. okay. Kyle sucks anyway. It's fine. <laughs> no. Adrian, what are you reading? Um. I've Anything? Been, uh, yeah. Um, you had time? Yes. Well, no. Well, kind of. Um, <laughs> but I was at the library, uh, of course, and um, I always browse through the, the graphic novel section because there's so many of them. They don't. It's the one section in the library that they don't keep actually straight. Stupid question, but yeah. graphic novels or trade paperbacks? Uh, are, are they trade can- paperbacks. Oh, no. I only yeah. ask because yeah. most graphic novels well, contain stories. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, they have trades and graphics, okay. but they're all in the same section, and they're all just kind of not no order, no order whatsoever. Um, and I picked up um, Karen Gillum's uh, Vader. Um, oh yeah, uh, Darth Darth Vader. Um, read that; that was great. Um, Batman Year One, um, Miller and Mazzucchelli. Um, uh, Azarello's uh, Joker. It was a really good book. That is a great book. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I'd like it. And then after about three pages, I was in. 
and I just zoomed through that. And then, which other one I read? What did I tell you? Oh, Flash Reborn. Yeah. Which was actually pretty good. That's I, amazing I, I thought story. it was going to di- disappoint me, but it was actually really good. Honestly, both the Green Lantern and Flash Reborns were really good, I thought. Yeah? Yeah. I did read Green Lantern number one. He talked me into picking that up. Uh, I'm still not sold on that. No, oh, well. The new one? We were, yeah, I we were talking about it before the, the show. Story, but again, it's one of those things where the art's kind of... I'm the not, art is a little... Well, yeah. I really, well, I really... I really there's some so, good splash pages though. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. But Lee, just, Liam Sharp draws disturbing stuff. I mean, he was yeah. he was doing Man Thing before, and just his kind of you know meld of flesh and just the darkness of space. I think it really adds to it because it's very 2000 AD looking. Right. And I recently read the Brave and the Bold that he the Batman Wonder Woman book that he did on his own. Um, the story the story is pretty straightforward, but the art is really good. He's got a lot of this like. Celtic iconography that he tries to like he goes into that mythology yeah so there's a lot of different like his art it's got a lot of lines and a lot of patterns and stuff so th- that really works for that story and it really works I think for the Grand Morrison stuff um, we were talking before the when we got here and I was like I want to see a script for that Green Lantern book because I want to know what is Grant telling him to draw like, yeah <laughs> volcano head yes <laughs> <laughs> Draw some weird stuff. Yeah. Okay. And imagine all these flesh melded into one person. Like um, the script comes with a hit of LSD. Yeah. Just so he could get it. So it tells you the right it, amount yeah. of drugs to take to enjoy this book. And I think I was on the right amount because it was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. That volcano had really took me for a surprise. Is, is anyone reading Man Eaters? Chelsea Kane's book. Mm-hmm. It is. It is different. It is. It is an odd book because it looks very much like for kids, but the story is really dark. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what tox- toxoplasma is? If you listen to Joe Rogan's show, he talks about it all the time. Mm-mm. Toxoplasma is a disease you can get from your cat. And they they estimate that over fifty percent of people have it. Oh, so white people disease? Okay. <laughs> cat people disease, really? Fair enough. Um, and, and so they're, they're associating it with young girls turning into tigers. What? And so the, it, it's a warning as girls start to become women, you need to turn them in and let the government know. Oh, and it's in the book. I'm yeah. Like, I think you were talking about it. <laughs> Can you link me that Joe Rogan episode? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? No, so in toxo- toxoplasma, we can get into the real life stuff, but in the book, um, any uh, so you're following this young girl who gets her period and is scared because it's like, what's going to happen? But after the last ep- issue, things are changing and it looks it, it's a really good twist. So uh, I, I gave it to Shelby to read it. It's. It's a pretty okay, good book. Here's a question I have for the panel. Um, has anybody read Deadly Class? Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, Scratch Group. Oh, wow. No. Um, they no the- Ted Nugent on this show ever. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's king of the dildos. Right. That guy could suck me. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wow. His crown must be really, really appealing, though, right? His what? His crown is probably really cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you're, you're lucky you have so much stock already in this show. <laughs> have you read Deadly Class? I, I started reading the first book because of I want to see it for the show. Yeah, and I just picked and it up. It seems really like the first issue really got me hooked. I just haven't finished reading the, right. the first volume. 
All right, that's why I need to know. See if I need to pick it up because I want. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the show. I love Rick Remainder, so yeah. that's why I bought it on that alone. Right. Is the show coming up? Yeah, yeah. it's on. Uh, it's going to be on Sci-Fi Channel. Um, and what's weird is is Umbrella Academy just dropped their trailer they too. Did. Now is that based on uh, Resident Evil? The no. Umbrella no, 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 that's the Umbrella G- Gerard Way's uh, book, Umbrella Academy. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it's a bunch of kids in the eighties. Um, yeah, like these. It's kind of like. These six kids are born to women that were not pregnant at the beginning of the day, but then they had a baby at the end of the day. That's so true. they all have abilities. So this doctor kind of like adopts all those kids. We we did the book in comic yeah. book club, and it is fun as yep. hell. But some of the stuff in it, I'm like, how are they going to pull that off? Yep. Uh, and that's that. I'm really curious to see. But also, Ellen Page is in it. Ooh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I saw the trailer. Wait, she's gonna be on a TV series? I guess that's. Sci-fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, no, Umbrella it's Academy. Netflix. It's Netflix. on Netflix, yeah. Oh, okay. That, okay, that makes That's more Netflix sense. Money. Yeah, so we got Umbrella That's Academy on Netflix. We got uh, Rick Remainder's uh, Deadly Class on Sci-Fi. Yes. And they're both superheroes in the 80s that are kids. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like school-based? I'm cool with it. Yeah. School-based, kind yeah. of the same thing. But definitely there is a style to Umbrella Academy and a tone that's way different. Yeah. Because from what I get from Remainder's book, it's very pop culture '80s, which you remember from the '80s, right? Um, it just goes to show you how much, like people that rag on that when they think of comic books, they think of superheroes, and there's just well, so the much primary genre. Yeah, yeah, it's primary genre, but there's so much within comics that's good reads and and good to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think. I, I was saying back in the 90s that there was a lot of stuff for TV shows and movies to tap into if they want to buy properties. Oh, yeah. It's in comics. I still can't believe anybody hasn't picked up Chew yet. Um, surprisingly, we will be doing Chew for Comic Book Club next year. Really? Uh, that will be our December book. Right. Um, I'm we, scared because that's a, that's a big commitment of a book. Yeah. Especially if it seems like I'm going to enjoy the first volume. Uh, so... Yeah, we uh, Josh Josh contacted me. We we went over some of the books for next year for Comic Book Club and dropped a Batman book. And I'm out. <laughs> see you guys. Have a good day. <laughs> uh, no, and then added one because I was like going. We, we've done. I mean, we've been doing Comic Book Club for a long time, and we had already had like five Batman books done. And I was like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> uh, of course you don't. Wait till I tell you what's coming up this week. Yeah. Well. um... Going going over stuff from this year, what do y'all think the biggest comic book news story was this year? Stanley dying. Yeah. Stanley dying. I mean, that, that, that's, that's just the biggest it crowns thing. everything. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for that, I would say uh, Avengers. Avengers Infinity yeah. War was probably the biggest story. Yeah. Um, the look on your face is ingrained in my head after that movie ended because we went and saw it together. And the lights are all dark, and the lights come up, and it's just me and Clay look three seats down from each other, just staring at each other, like what just happened. I think that would have been the biggest story, and I still say I'm a little disappointed in the in-game trailer, but you know. Again, I think they're just Kyle, Kyle brought up a great point. Though. Somebody mentioned online, he says, "Watch there be a chance that this is we're not going to see any of that footage in the movie," and I think I that think might it. be Marvel's. Say, hey, look, everybody's complaining. Why haven't we dropped the trailer? Everybody's antsing. I mean, hell, even Devin said on Facebook, why Why do you need to see a trailer right now? Just a little bit of the fact we're getting an awesome movie coming up. So I think they're just like... The movie's not even called Endgame. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I, th- I think it's not. I, I think it's. This is Marvel just telling the internet nerds, shut up. Avengers <laughs> 4, the search for even more money. Well, remember, okay, remember when they had. Um, was it when they were announcing uh, Phase 3 at mm-hmm. the El Capitan? Yeah. And it was for uh, Civil War, and they put up uh, Serpent Society mm-hmm. instead, you know, and had a. Had a, no, a I would not lie. I would love to see a Captain America film with the Serpent Society. If they did a movie like that, oh, and I amazing. want the Serpent Society, not that what we got in Luke Cage, but what right, like no, we got in eight, what we got in the eighties in Captain America, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the fun, yeah, fun wild villains, Diamondback, Sidewinder, Anaconda, and you know that's that's kind of why I enjoyed the Spider-Man game so much is we didn't need a history of the villains; they just threw the villains in there, mm-hmm. and they had all new cool designs. And so it was like I don't I don't care how this operates or what it needs to do. I just want to see Rhino and why is Rhino like this? I don't care; it looks awesome. By this point, we don't need to know. Everybody's heard about Rhino. Everybody's heard about Mysterio. I don't in some form or fashion. Spider-Man becomes such a big name. If you don't know the, char- the his Rogues Gallery, then well. Take a backseat and watch everybody else want to enjoy. I don't know that you can top Paul Giamatti's Rhino, though. Oh, you can watch. Um, yes, you, you do. Can. You you have a guy who stars in the movie for six minutes instead of five. <laughs> who actually has a point to the film and isn't just an end credit. Man, right. I don't know. I was really looking forward to seeing whatever was going to happen there. Uh, I was, too. But now we have Mysterio to look forward to. Yes. We do have Mysterio. And Jake Gyllenhaal being Mysterio. That I'm excited about. He joined Twitter just to promote the movie. He's like, he has a comic book in his hand. I was like, mm. he's reading Spider-Man. He finds out he's not Spider-Man, which I guess was a little That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. But, but you realize, that, like, you know, and you hope that most of these guys are, who become the characters are comic book fans. Like, you know, I'm starting to learn just from listening to different podcasts, a lot of these actors who are getting the roles are like I've been a fan of comic books since day one. I've always wanted, if, you know, I could be thug number five. You know, as long as I'm in the movie, I'll be happy. You know, it's it's like for them, it's a dream job. Yeah, I mean, Rhino is such a hard character to do to to, to yeah. try to make human and realistic and right. everything. The way they I mean, did Vulture was great. Yeah, I, I think they did their best at the time. Yeah, but as far as the the suit and everything, I will say that. The actual writing for the character, yeah, and Giamatti's performance w- was craptastic. How do y'all to put it nicely? Yeah, H- how do y'all want Mysterio to look in the in the movie? Fishbowl. You want the fishbowl? I want the fishbowl. Fish yeah. You're not going to get the fishbowl. I, I, I say I we, we might get a version of it. We can get the fishbowl if it's like that's the illusion he's projecting. The dude in the fishbowl, yeah. but Jake, like he's not really in the fishbowl suit. I can see that. Yeah, like he he creates this image that we see that we'll probably see in the trailer, and we'll all well, shit our pants going. Oh, almost every variation of Mysterio in the comic books since day one has been fishbowl in some form or fashion. He's never actually been like Electro. They've changed Electro from having like the the five the, the starfish lightning mask to actually having like a, scars a, yeah. on his face. But Mysterio is in some form or fashion has always been a fishbowl. So why change it up now? Because it's it's trying to go for that human realistic look. I don't think we'll ever see a scorpion in the movie. So when you, you I know up, that I know that they've teased Scorpion and that's a setup and we have a great actor from Breaking Bad that yeah. can play Scorpion. We will never see a scorpion never seen ever. with the tail unless they do. We got whiplash. No, they, we no, might they're, get no, they're going to go with the, with what they did with the vulture. They're going to do uh, advanced weapon. Yeah, he's got a but, he's got a point. But but if you're designing a weapon and someone goes, okay, we're going to give you this artificial tail <laughs> that you can swing around mentally, and it's going to look ridiculous. It's for mobility. Oh, he's playing the Jake Gyllenhaal video. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I I don't know. There's certain characters I don't think we'll ever see. I don't think we'll we'll ever see Armadillo. Unless we see a place that's creating uh, Rhino, creating Armadillo, well, I mean, the creating is still around, right? Yeah, so he could be making all. He, so but I like he's that, not a bioengineering. But he had all these weird ideas in his head. I think he might have a secret stash of ideas that he never gave the Vulture, and maybe now it's time to break it out. And that's where I you think, get the Scorpion suit. I don't think they put him in there. Like, okay, so nice Easter egg to drop in there once. Yeah. But to bring him back towards the end at the end credits and kind of make him almost a central figure because, you know, he's threatening. He wants to take out, take down Spider-Man. I think we'll end up seeing him yeah. at some point as a scorpion. I don't know. I don't know how they, they I don't know how they're going to pull so, it off, but I think they're going yeah. to. Another thing I was, I was listening to and I read that it, there's supposed to be a lot of villains in this the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. But they're thinking that it could be also just mysterious projections. So we might see a scorpion that's just a projection. Uh, I like that. So I think that would be great because then you can get like Hydro Man or like somebody somebody that's pretty crazy out there. That we've never seen. But it's just the projection. It's just mysterious doing this stuff. What's well, um, it a projection or like animatronics? Like right. he actually does like, you know, robot stuff too. Quick roundtable. Which Spider-Man villain will we never see in a Spider-Man movie? Ooh. Vermin? Yeah. Yep, that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vermin shows up in like the supernatural arena, maybe with yeah. Moon Knight, Morbius. Morbius yeah, only We're because like a Morbius movie. Only because he's gonna he's already Daredevil whenever he gets to Wilson Fisk. Does Carnage count? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because they'll never get it. They'll never yeah, get now it that Venom's it. making money, yeah. I, I, Venom probably won't show up. All right, but I, I Kingpin because he's already on the TV. I don't think we're going to see. Yeah. If we had D'Onofrio making a cameo in a Spider-Man movie as Kingpin, I think it would be badass. But oh my great. god, I, I don't see how they don't lift the greatness of Daredevil and put that. That was the other thing I had. One of the big news uh, items for the year Daredevil. was the, the end of Marvel yeah. on Netflix. Well, also, why did they wait till everything's out? Like, just tell me that Jessica Jones is already canceled too, because I know it's going to happen after the next season. Yeah, yeah. don't right. wait. Don't don't hold out on me. My Spider-Man character is Puma. We will never see a Puma. He's not really a villain, though. He was an anti-hero. Oh Jesus! He stole. But he, but he was. He also fought for the. He didn't like. He fought the villains. Like you know. Okay, I see your point there. I don't think we'll ever see the Jackal. Because that goes into the clones, and I don't think they'll ever go there. Um. Wow. Yeah. Who? Oh shit! Kyle's going to know this. Who was the rollerblading villain? Rocket Racer. Okay, but he was a hero. He, he started off as a slight anti, but he, came, he became a hero. God damn it. Spot. <laughs> like, boom. Oh. I like it. I mean, it's like calling the prowler a villain, but he's he became a hero. Um, the chameleon? It'd be easy to pull There's off. been rumors. I thought there was rumors that we might see the chameleon in the next movie. He was already in the movie. You just didn't know. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> If they do a chameleon and and it's like part of the trilogy and we get in the third movie he shows up and he goes, Well, I was the vulture the whole time and you're like <laughs> I'm more than sure we'll get Craven at some point. Yeah. Yeah, we have to get Craven. I know I know I know the one I wanna see, but just because I like he's my favorite Spider Man villain, Hobgoblin. Love Hobgoblin. Um You know what? That might be number one on the list that we won't see. Yeah. Unfortunately. Considering that if they they're going to go uh, green. You would have to have a lot of like, history. You, yeah, that's like you yeah, got to do going Goblin, to go green Goblin first, and then you got to bring in the Hobgoblin. Well, Spider Man animated series went Hobgoblin, then Green Goblin. Because how movie execs work is they're going to look at it. if they when, Once they bring in Green Goblin, they're going to look at Hobgoblin and say, fans won't understand. And therefore, he'll be next. 
I have another villain. Uh, not necessarily a Spider-Man villain, but they have shown up in there. The Wrecking Crew. Yeah. They showed up in Fantastic Four this this week, and I was like... Oh, yeah, where, where, where the, the Falk uh, Fantastic Four came in. It's like, who the hell? The Fantastics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and they were a false flag. They were hired by them to make the Fantastics look good. But the Wrecking Crew is... It, unless someone so wait, it, changes them, here, they're always going to just be kind of a mediocre villain well, crew. Here's the thing. You said they're, they're, that's right. They're called the Fantastics. Do you think that's Marvel's a shot at the Terrifics? Yeah. <laughs> Dance a lot going, hey, don't make fun of our Fantastic Four. Um, one of the Only other- we can remove and make fun of them. <laughs> We're Disney. That's Come right. on. Uh, one of the other stories added here was just uh, Netflix and Miller World, because they've been publishing this year, but we haven't seen a show yet. We we have seen the new comic that came out this week, though, Protégé. Yeah, and it, and it, it looks good. A, it had a trailer online. Um, yeah, I mean, it looked very interesting. It did have like 10 covers. Ten, Ten different variant covers at the comic book. Of course, but, but but I made you buy. I, I actually didn't buy that book mm. because I'm waiting for them to put it out for free on Netflix. Right, that, that needs to happen. Like yeah. when the show comes out, like they'll give me one. Imagine going to Netflix so you can start reading comics. Oh man, I mean DC has it in their app. Uh, Netflix you know needs D- to figure DC it out. Does need to do something. Be- I mean Netflix does need to do something because they've taken away so many of the shows that I actually watch on there that. If when Disney Plus comes out, I don't know that'll keep Netflix. Like Hulu was on the bubble, but now that I don't get the Marvel shows on Netflix anymore, like maybe Stranger Things, I like. But yeah, like, but well, I got Shira, I've got Sabrina. Netflix has got a lot of stuff coming. Netflix out, does have quite a bit, so yeah. it's t- it's t- tough to fight. I'm actually, if I hadn't bought your subscription to DC Universe, I might be out because. Up until this week, Titans has not been good. See, I disagree. Every episode has been making me yeah. more and more Jones. And I'm almost enjoying Titans more than the CW stuff. Wow. Well, better than Arrow? Damn. Just better, because, than, okay, no, it, better than Arrow if you cut Felicity out of the episodes? That's, that's a hard one. It <laughs> also, it doesn't get better than Legends. Yes, okay, Legends no. is so, but, great. No, but, but so I, good. But I'm, I'm taking Legends out because, like, for me, it's a different thing. With Titans, is they're they're going more for the actual Titan story. Yeah. They're they're the characters. They're not Arrow and Legends. Oh, they're, they're they're the characters, but they're their own version of that universe kind of thing. Like Titans is like I forgot how much I enjoy it, how much of a love I. But if I had to choose one team of the DC universe that was my team to go for, it's Titans. And that and this one I really enjoyed where they're kind of going with it after you got past the first couple episodes. But you know it's like they bring Hawk and Dove. You got the Doom Patrol. You got Donna, and then you, they even talk about the League. And it's like I don't know. I'm just getting I'm getting more and more. But it's I almost feel like even though it's a TV series, it's almost like a theatrical TV series, like a, a movie. And I'm just I'm really being yeah because they talk not how people talk. I mean the, the movie is very like okay let's meet this character so we can get some exposition so we can move to the next plot point that we won't really go to in a good transition. We'll just cut to another scene. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really enjoying the series. It's, it's making, like I said, it's making me Hawk fall in love. Hawk and Dove. If oh. you haven't seen this week's Hawk and Dove, that one is probably the best episode of the entire run. Because I actually, at the end, I was like, I kind of care about these characters. They did an incredible job had, telling this story. I had one major. Okay. Mm, with that, no, it, it's, not even, it's not even the story. It's how. So it, it's an origin story. It's how Hank okay. and Don become Hawkins, or how she ends up becoming the. Next yeah, Hawkins. I had a, I have this same problem. I don't know if you guys want to spoil it because it's not really a good spoiler. Uh, okay, so there's a point where it's Don is walking with her mother, and for any Star Trek fans, oh morning, no, no, I'm going back to the original, like hit him and his brother. That's the that's the point. No, no, that that I'm okay with. It's such a darker tone. I can I'm okay with how that's going. 
I, it's not a good topic, but I'm but I'm yeah. okay with that being part of the. Okay. I was talking about how they kill off uh, her her mother and his brother. It was. Uh, I the, liked the, it. That's, it looks so crappy. It, I, I would rather. Was, it was half a second, and it changed everything for no, the no, better. No, 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 no. Not, it's not that the fact they killed them. It's how shitty the the special effects look with the car hit them. Okay. I was like, all you need is to have the car coming fade to black here. Done. And that would have been more impactful death yeah. right there. It was just, it was, and that's what I'm saying. Special effects wise, you could have done such a better job and more impactful story wise. And thank you, Adrian. What do you got a problem with? I don't have a problem. <laughs> I, just, I, I love watching mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> but no, I don't like it. But, but the original, <laughs> but the okay. So they have the original Hawk and Dove. So they have uh, ha- uh, Hank, Hank and his brother Donnie, and they're fighting. But or, or actually, it shows them growing up. So we see. We get this really disturbing origin of their their Hanks playing football and his brothers in the stands cheering for him and uh, and, he's, and they're like maybe ten or eleven they're young and so. this coach is looking at him like um, oh no yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly like <sighs> so Hank basically you know, he, he he steps in for his brother to take. Oh Whoa, no, no! To take one for the team, and I hate to say, it almost makes you kind of feel like he's done it before, like he's been victimized it, before. Yeah. Oh no! And so you're watching the scene that's like just so disturbing of him going, "You go home, you go home, and you run. I'll stay here. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this." And you're just like watching this kid who knows what's about to happen to him. But the way, the reason I say this is because that. Because in the comic books, they just wrote Hank as being an angry person. Yeah. This one, it kind of gives reason why he's kind of, why he has his issues that he does. And they spent more time on these characters developing yeah. them and giving them story and giving them each other. Like, really, there's a, they both are grieving when, uh, when they meet. And it's so, it's really good. I, you know, I really hated them in the beginning because Shelby and I were just making fun of. Them. They were like, "Why are we having Hawk and Dove? Who cares? Are we going to come back to them? It doesn't matter. Come back to it matters. It's really good." I really like the first episode with Hawk and Dove too, though. This is, but I'm but, sure. I, but every episode's been getting better. What I'm it's hoping, and this is the issue I've had with the, at least the characters, not the actors, but it's because they're just normal people. Yeah. And in the comic books, they are metahuman by magic. But I'm hoping because we're getting more into the magic realm with Trigun and Raven that maybe... Yeah, Raven can make they'll, Maybe happen. they'll get the powers they're supposed to have in the comic It looks like... I hate to say it, but... Not hate to say it. I'll take it back. But it looks like we may be actually getting the formation of an actual like seven-person team because you know, you've know you got the four of them. Donna's at least going to be around for a few more episodes. Hawk I and Dub so. are coming. And then... I don't know why you need Jason Todd, but... you know, <laughs> I think they're going to kill Jason Todd. There was a that there's a rumor. There was a Twitter poll or something that it, that thing from DC or DC Universe. Oh. Like, should we kill Jason Todd? And redo it thirty years later on Twitter. Oh, oh my god, that would be yeah. so awesome. Oh that would be fantastic because Jason Todd is horrible. Like he is the worst in he there. He is a terrible person. Yeah, but okay, this is coming right back to the uh, in here. Okay, there's an issue in here before the uh, death of the family. Where you you can see like Jason's already kind of having a few anger issues, and he goes in to stop this uh, character named Felipe, who's been beating this one girl, and so they get him arrested. But you find out his dad is a part of like a huge like gang organization from uh, um, down in South uh, South America. Makes a call and gets out, and so they try to go back and they get back to the apartment, and the girl's hung herself. And so Robin leaves, and Batman's like, oh, my God, he must be on his way there. And then Robin shows up on the balcony. He's got a drink. Goes, hey, Felipe. Next scene, guy's falling straight to the floor. Batman goes, Robin, did Felipe jump or was he uh, or was he pushed? And he goes, hey, at least justice has been uh, taken. And he just swings away. 
Damn. So the early part of maybe he might have been a murderer has been early, and this is before the death of the family series. Man, that's it. I, Jason's just. I like him now as a red. Like a, he, uh, I've read what limited stuff I've read with Jason. It, he's just not a likable character. Yeah, and, they, and I love him as Red Hood. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome as Red Hood, especially the new season that he's like. The, I'm not current, so but oh, look the, with the with the hoodie. I haven't read that either, but it, it's good. It's good. I mean, I really like the stuff he with Bizarro and he's uh, DC's Punisher. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Do, do you like uh, uh, Jensen Eccles putting together a little uh, photo shoot? Mm-hmm. Do you think that'd be a good movie? Possible, yeah. So that was on suit. It was on the episode. Like they used the suit for the episode. Something take, happened in there. If DC could take what Marvel's trying to do with Venom and just take the, as a, I think if they really want to do a standalone Red Hood history. Red Hood movie, I think. Well, no, it, it maybe have it to where he's been the partner, but you don't have to throw in the the whole superhero universe. Just having like he's no longer he's come back from the thing. I think you could have a really awesome standalone Red Hood film. But how did he come back via Lazarus Pit or because Superboy Prime punched the reality? Lazarus Pit. Let's go. Lazarus uh, yeah, Pit. yeah. Because I want the other one. Let's so that's a little more believable. I want them to spend thirty. Right. Minutes. I love that. I love that. You know, but I wish, yeah, for movie base, let's not go through the whole. I pro- want them to spend thirty minutes explaining how Superboy Prime punched their walls of reality. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure we can't get Christopher Reed to spin the world backwards again? Come on. Yeah, that works. That'll work. Okay, Clay, you brought up something just a minute ago. All right. Uh, you purchased DC Universe for the year. Yes. All right. See, I'm doing it monthly. Uh, the save a couple bucks. Mm, the TV, the content, the TV content hasn't been up to par for you yet. Yeah. Um, but for someone who, who um, for anyone who's new to comics, it's the best thing in the world mm-hmm. because you already get free comics with it. So I can go, yeah, it doesn't have the content. But they're taking their time updating their comic backlog. I mean, anything. That's what was, that was the question I was going to ask. They're was, taking what, forever. Is the comic backlog uh, catalog? No. That's right. My issues. Keep- I think it's okay. I think, yeah. but, but I'm I'm taking it from a new user, like like a kid who. Even like, then, like I look up stuff for Titans, and they're like, "Oh, we have these. Like we'll have Titan number one, t- number, Titans number forty three from volume number four, and it's like it's just like have at least the first twelve issues for all the different volumes. They need they need to do better than this. Yeah, and the app is really, it's not the best on the TV when you're searching for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I come out of uh, Titans, and it's immediately suggesting you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hawk and Dove comics. I mean, right. so there are some on there. Yeah. And I think, like, if I'm looking at a perspective of, like, a 14-year-old kid who's just, like, consuming all this, he can go to comics and read it. It's 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 good for someone like that. Okay. All right. Why did you... No, I'm still debating on whether to get it, because I, I hear you guys talk about it, and I'm just not sold on that. I mean... The cool part is we'd be able to talk about the shows, but I wouldn't get it for Titans. I'd definitely wait for the next show. And well, Doom Patrol, Young Justice, Wonder Woman reruns. Come on, man! Young, Young Justice, man, I'm Young super Justice. excited. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Young Justice, Star Girl, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. Animates. Uh, so, like, it's just we're. we're get- I wish they had a little bit more to launch with than just Titans. I wish we had one of the series starting before the end of the year. They're going to drop Harley Quinn right as it's time for you to renew your subscription for everybody that got it <laughs> yeah. from the get-go. And then you're going to like, well, I've kind of got to stick around now. Clay, let's say Clay was doing monthly and he dropped it now. When those series come back and he'd probably start I up I would again. pick it back yeah. up, yeah. And I, it, that's what people do with Netflix. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll do it for like... The, when, when Stranger Things came out, that's when I went back to Netflix. Yeah. Um, I think that was right before the, all the Marvel stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then I just kept it from there. Well, I, you know, it's I'm not going to be reading comics on my TV, 
but it is cool because it will pull up comics on your TV. <laughs> so you can yeah. read Crawling from the Wreckage that way. Reading parties. Reading this parties. Be the Rage of 2019. <laughs> Get your friends, gather around a TV, and read a comic together. <laughs> I just want to throw this one. I found this, and I want to see both your faces. Uh, so they're talking about the launch of the new Guardians of the Galaxy coming out next month. Johnny Cates? You know, yeah. yeah, I know, but they're already talking about the variant covers. Who's doing the variant covers? Oh, oh my. Give me some lists. Yeah, okay, okay, so cover by David Marquez. Uh, War Paint variant cover by Jeff Shaw. Variant cover by Ron Lim. Variant cover by Gerald Perel. Variant cover by Steve Grossi. Variant cover by Scotty Young. <laughs> variant cover by TBA. Hidden Gem variant cover variant by... Variant cover by TBA. To be announced. Who's uh, no, but... I, <laughs> I see that dude all... That dude gets a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, variant, uh, premier variant cover by David Marquez. Uh, black variant cover also available. And there was... Hidden Gem variant cover by Bernie Wrightson. By Bernie Wrightson, who died. How do you have? You're just digging out. You know that you know they're going to charge probably thirty bucks, if not more, for that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is just like so picking the eyeballs. How? Yeah. How this? It's it, DC owned a piece of artwork he had. Can they get it close to the mic, please? Slap it on and sell it. See, yeah, I, I don't this. like that. I don't like, like that. I don't like I them putting on new Michael cover, Turner covers. That's Dave Marquez's art. The only other one in there I might want to pick up, Ron Lim. Just yeah. Ron Lim doing that. I think I might pick up Jeff Shaw's because I like him a lot. I met him at New York Comic Con. Um, <laughs> and his art is just like everything he did with the comic ghostwriter, no cosmic ghostwriter. I like his art a lot. Donnie Cates is having fun at Marvel. Yeah, I mean that to me. That's one of the big stories yeah. this year. Is as much Marvel as I've gotten away from. Donny Cates brings me back. So, I, when I met Donny Cates, I think I was back in like maybe 2014, 2015 at a comic show. He had a panel because he had just done a book for Marvel. Which one? Called Battle World. One of the Battle. Yeah, World, uh, one yeah, of the Battle yeah. World minis. But he said he went all out, and he's like, I just did whatever. And he's like, I don't think they're. He was saying like, I'm just gonna do whatever I want in this book, and if Marvel never wants to hire me again, then I'm okay with that. And I think it was it was the attitude that he was just writing whatever he really wanted to read. And looking at like I always think about that because now a few years later he's writing like half the Marvel books. Right. Which is so crazy. Like And Donnie Kates, I'm just gonna tell you right now, Guardians is one of my favorite books and at least just the title of that name. Bring some justice to it, or we'll have words. Beta Ray Bills in that line. I know. And, and I'm, that's what I want I'm see. excited about that. I need to know because I'm like I I I'm looking through all these Ten characters. I'm like, what formation of the team do I want? <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with Star Lord being out, and I mean, Better Ray Bill, Darkhawk. I mean, Gladiator, Adam. Oh, you can easily have Guardians without yeah. Star Lord. The original Guardians. He's not the original Guardian. Oh, I know that. I know Kyle's going to get. No, 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 no. Starman and Guardians. Oh, Those go. are two titles you don't oh, touch. I saw the movie. He's a Guardian. Ne- next episode, y'all want to bring our favorite Guardians lineup in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we need to wrap it up. Uh, on on the way out, though, give me uh, give me something you're looking forward to in 2019 um well, here we go <laughs> anyone anyone want to start with their outro well, i want to i, I want to give you something i'm looking forward to next week real quick uh it's going to be if you're a batman fan you're in for a delight because you got batman annual number three by tom taylor you got batman damn two by uh, Azarello and uh lieber Mayo. more bat penis um, he did tweet out, say, okay. he did say there's no more penis on it so if you were looking forward to that just read the first one again. <laughs> uh, 
You got the Batman Who Laughs by uh, oh. Snyder and Jock. Jock. With, uh, with a variant cover by Capullo, which I'm definitely getting all How would you want a variant cover if Jock's doing the book? I want Jock covers for a Jock book. book. Don't worry about it. I, I'm just buying two books. Thanks for covering that. Um, <laughs> and we got the countdown to Detective Comics 1000 with 994 coming out next week. Oh, shit. I yeah. believe they're wrapping up the Outsiders um, story arc. Or maybe they started on the new one. But the Outsiders was the last story arc. So that's four Batman books that I'm getting five of. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're the problem. <laughs> and where can we find you on the Twitters to add at you? Uh, you can find me at Echo Spider. I will tell you everything about all these Batman books and everything else I'm reading. Adrian? Uh, just my handle or what I'm looking forward to reading? Both. Oh. Um, I really... You know how much of my love for Jason Aaron yeah, so I want to catch up on his just uh, Avengers run, and I also need to catch up on uh, Tony Hesey Coates' run on uh, Captain America and Black Panther. I'm behind on those. Yeah, and uh, you can find me on the Twitter at at Adrian underscore Harry. Um, you can find me on the Twitters at Clay underscore Harrison. My prediction: uh, the two big books for next year are going to be Donny Cates' Guardians of the Galaxy and Jason Aaron's Conan. Mm, that, that yeah i figured yes. that was going to be the yes, one that you yes. would talk about so i was like what as soon as you said in your head for not a conan fan i know but his his run on thor he's finally i mean like he i've never seen a writer get so excited for well, a no, character it, it may be good i'm just the care i'm not a fan of the character i'm not a fan of the movies i'm not a fan of the, like this well, maybe maybe get you jason give jason a, a chance yeah, and he'll we'll get see. you in the conan give hope a I chance no remember my story on thor <laughs> i embrace his lovely beard why i never wanted to read thor because I just didn't connect to that character, and now he's my favorite Marvel. Oh, character I still don't connect to him. I, I just, I, I, if I find a story I think it's interesting, I read it. And I think Jason Aaron's run has replaced Walt Simonson's run as the quintessential Thor run. That's so. that's the one problem with being a machine. You really can't connect to the characters and stuff. I know. But All right, now take us out, Kyle. Guardians one. I'm looking forward to that. And I don't know if they're how they're going to play much into this, but in the current uh, Titans run. Uh, the Titans are currently stranded on an alien planet. From it, it was a tie into the uh, Justice League, two? huh? No, go ahead. No, no, sorry. But they're uh, it's basically it's from the uh, Justice League uh, underwater story Arthur just did, and they put a signal out. And the very last page, who shows up? Goes, hey, cool signal. Kyle Reiner, Green Lantern. Uh, if they bring Kyle Reiner back into the Titans, I'm I'm in. All right, for sure. Exactly. I got my stuff. My <laughs> All right. How much time we got, Zach? Uh, we got about one minute. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, give you the list of books we're going to be doing for Comic Book Club for the for 2019. We're finishing out 2018 with the Manhattan Project, a deluxe edition by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Patara. January 10th, Andre the Giant, Life and Legends. Yes. February 14th, Umbrella Academy Volume 2, Dallas. March 14th, Captain Marvel, Volume 1, Higher, Further, Faster, More by Sally, Kelly Sudaconic okay. and David Lopez. Uh, April 11th, Shazam! The Monster Society uh, of Evil by Jeff Smith. May 9th, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Yes. Uh, June 13th. I actually had to look this up because I'm surprised we've never done this book. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. What? I know. Wow. July 11th, Girl Town by Carolyn Nowick. August 8th, Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. Yes. I'm so excited. 
<laughs> September 12th, Border Town. Um, was that the new Vertigo series? Yeah, okay. uh, by That's Eric Esqual- Esquivez and uh, Ramon Villalobos. Okay. Uh, October 10th, Hellblazer Volume 5, Dangerous Habits by Garth Ennis. And November 14th, Hunting Accident, A True Story of Crime and Poetry by David Carlson and Landis Blair. And finally, December 12th, Chew Volume One Taster's Choice by John Layman and Rob Gillery. Wow, it's a good list. All right, you can find next uh, issue podcast on Facebook under Next Issue Pod uh, Podcast, Next Issue Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Take us out, Zach. This is DallasOnAir.com.